I'm going to invite Andrew actually up to the front. Uh, we are going to light the first candle of Advent. And for some of us, that word Advent uh, is a new word, uh, but it just means coming. So can you say it afterwards? Come, I say coming. Okay, that's, that's it. So uh, the, in Advent, we celebrate first the first coming of, of Jesus, entering into this world, taking, moving into the neighborhood, uh, God moving into the neighborhood and becoming human and walking and talking and sleeping and working and serving and arguing and everything with his friends. He, he, God became human, and we celebrate that. But we also look forward uh, to Jesus' second coming, uh, when everything sad that's in this world will become untrue. So Advent is a time of looking back and looking forward. So uh, I'm going to invite Andrew. I said, Andrew, do you want to uh, light a super huge match? And he's like, sure. So uh, um, here we are. We'll see how this goes. Uh, yeah, you can light that one. Okay. Yeah, you got it. Thank you, Andrew. Well done. Okay. Be seated. Okay. I'd like to read a scripture, and then, uh, and then we will pray together. And when we pray, I'll invite you to pray after me, uh, each phrase. So, this is from Philippians 2, and it's from the, the message paraphrase of scripture. Uh, Philippians 2, verses 1 through 11. And this is celebrating how God came down and became human, and now how, how, uh, how he has been exalted. So, Philippians 2, 1 to 4. If you've gotten anything out of following Christ, if his love has made any difference in your life, if being in a community of the Spirit means anything to you, if you have a heart, if you care, then do me a favor, agree with each other, Love each other. Be deep-spirited friends. Don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet-talk your way to the top. Put yourself aside and help others get ahead. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand. Think of yourselves the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. He had equal status with God but didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantages of that status no matter what. Not at all. When the time came, he set aside the privileges of deity and took on the status of a slave. He became human. Having become human, he stayed human. It was an incredibly humbling process. He didn't claim any special privileges. Instead, he lived a selfless, obedient life and then died a selfless, obedient death. And the worst kind of death at that, a crucifixion. 
just going to pause here. Sometimes I think when we think of Jesus, we think of his exalted God uh, identity. But Jesus, when he was walking the face of the earth, he really was human, like us. He took on our weakness. And I love that this passage identifies that. Because of that obedience, God lifted him high and honored him far beyond anyone or anything ever, so that all created beings in heaven and on earth, even those long ago dead and buried, will bow in worship before Jesus Christ and call out in praise that he is the master of all to the glorious honor of God the Father. Let's pray, and you can repeat after me. King of glory, you are God. You are powerful. You rule the entire world. We praise you because you are so great. But you became a baby. You became tiny and weak. You walked this world just like us. We praise you because you came. And we look forward to when you will come again. In your name we pray. Amen. I'd like to read our scripture for this morning, but before I do, so if you have a Bible, you can turn to Matthew 15, verses 21 to 28. So we've been going through this series where we're looking at biblical characters and their experience of the faithful presence of God. So last week, we looked at David. Uh, This week, we're looking at a Canaanite woman, and we've actually given her a name, Daphne. Uh, So I'd like to read this passage. Before I do, though, um, this past summer, I met uh, a guy by the name of Ron Baker, who spent his entire life working as a children's uh, librarian. And he also spent his evenings uh, working as a clown. And uh, he realized that if he got rid of all the makeup, and he got rid of his costume, and he got rid of the toys that he had, uh, it was just himself and a story. So he became a, a storyteller, uh, and he started telling stories to children. He started telling biblical stories. And so uh, I heard a story that he told, and I've adapted it a little bit, but what we're going to actually do this morning is enter into this story from this woman's experience, Daphne. So that's, uh, that's the plan. It'll be a little bit different from what we did last week and a little bit different from probably what we'll do in future weeks, but it seemed to just make sense. Like, God was so faithfully present in Jesus. God was so present um, in our own humanity, and this, this passage will actually bring out Jesus's humanity, and we don't hear too much about that, and so it might actually make you feel a little bit uncomfortable, um, and that's okay. Uh, so there's, uh, there's some 
uh, small group questions at the back. Um, so you can just kind of process and wrestle through this text. This is a harder text of Scripture, too. So uh, I'm really looking forward to, to diving in uh, this morning. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came out to him, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is suffering terribly from demon possession. Jesus did not answer a word. So the disciples came to him and urged him, send her away for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to their dogs. Yes, Lord, she said, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing to you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, I'd like you to meet a woman, middle-aged woman, uh, rather large woman, um, confident, sure of herself, uh, connected, a businesswoman. Her name is... Daphne. Daphne means uh, a Greek nymph. Uh, A Greek uh, nymph was a a Greek angelic, beautiful being. And so every once in a while, she'd look down at herself, she'd be like, hmm, some nymph. Uh, She, uh, this is is Daphne. Never take no for an answer, and always give good value. That's what me dad always taught me. Says that's how he met me mother. That's how he got me mother. See, my father was a trader, Phoenician. Uh, my mother, uh, my, my, my father and my mother, also, also a trader. So this Phoenician met this other Greek trader. Typically, Phoenicians and Greeks, like oil and water they are. So they, they don't connect. But they struck up a trading partnership. And so in that partnership was my mom. And so here we are today. Uh, my dad always said, I got the better end of that deal. So, traders, family of traders. I've, my husband's a trader. I have two sons who are traders. My daughter, 
she's married to one. You may have met my daughter, Chloe, on your way in here. Dark brown hair, beautiful eyes, and those two boys playing at her feet. Yes, those are me grandsons. The other day, I, if we start talking about them, we'll be here all day. So, uh, Yeah, Chloe, beautiful woman. But you wouldn't know it to look at her. When, once we almost lost her. She was just fine until she was about 12. And then one day, she just started screaming at night, screaming and screaming and screaming. And so we woke up and we went to see her and we tried to wake her and she was thrashing and throwing herself around. And so we, we tried to wake her, and the next night, the same thing, and then the next night, the screaming and the screaming. We were at our wit's end. What were we to do? And it just, then these words came out of her. And I'm married to a traitor. I can swear with the best of them. But I had not heard words like that come out of another person's mouth. So we took her to the doctors. They said, take, take her to the priests. So we took her to the priests. And the priests, too, they, they looked at her. And I mean, There's so many priests, the Phoenician ones, the Greek ones, the Romans ones. And each priest has a god. And each priest with his hand out. Some good that did me. No value there. Might as well just save me money. So we were at the end of our rope. We didn't know what to do. I'd heard about this Jewish rabbi, this teacher, this carpenter, Jesus. I heard that he could heal people. But I'm a businesswoman. I don't have time for that. What weight can you put in these kinds of things, right? But we were desperate. So one morning I got up early and I put on, I put on Jewish clothes just to hide, to be among them. And I listened to him. And I saw him heal people. But I mean, these things can be fixed, right? It wasn't that. It was his eyes. It was this light that came out of his eyes. This power that came from him. So I decided I wouldn't go up to him because, I mean, he'd see right through. I'm not a Jew. No, no, I decided to go back home And I put some contacts out. And so if he'd ever come to my region of Tyre, I'd know. And I could get him alone. So, sure enough, two or three weeks later, he came to Tyre, just on the outskirts of town. And I... 
I'd heard that maybe some of these religious people, these Jewish religious people, had been giving him a hard time. I'd heard that he had wanted to just kind of find a place to be like incognito, hidden, safe. So I went, and I sat right outside of that house, and I waited for him. Sure enough, he came out, and I cried, Jesus! Son of David, my daughter's afflicted with a demon. Help! And I nearly went home. The light had left. This wasn't the same man. He looked down and depressed. I nearly went home. That... Then I thought of my daughter, Chloe. And I cried, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter's afflicted with a demon. Help. And the disciples said, tell her to go away. And then he said, I've come for the lost sheep the tribes of Israel. said, Jesus, son of David, help me. And the disciples said, tell her to go away. And so, Jesus walked away. And so I ran. I ran at him. I pushed my way through the disciples and I threw myself at his feet. And if Jesus was going to get through, he was going to have to crawl right over top of me. And I said, Jesus, help me. And Jesus said, it's not right to take the food from the table of the children, and give it to the dogs. So down, depressed, and I looked at him, and I said, yes, Lord, but even the dogs get the food that falls from their master's table. And Jesus looked down at me for the first time. And I saw the light return back into his eyes. He put his hand down and he lifted me up. And we looked at each other eye to eye. And he smiled. And he said, Woman, great is your faith. It will be with your daughter as you wish. So, this Jesus gave me back my daughter, Chloe. 
that screaming didn't come back. She slept that night. She slept every night since. Jesus gave me back my daughter, Chloe. But I believe that I gave him something too. Something of value. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Emmanuel, God with us, who took on our burdens, took on our weakness, entered into such a humble place with us. We thank you that you have now exalted him to the highest place, that now His name is above every other name. That at his name, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that you are Lord. Amen.